Welcome to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations, a podcast exploring the cool Christian girl's guide to living in America. I'm your girl, April Davenport. I'll reveal to you a little personal testimony while merging ministry, education, and real life. We will also discuss current events with relevant figures of our time. It is the perfect blend of headline news, black girl magic, and of course, Jesus juice. Come with me on a journey you won't soon forget. So stay tuned, don't change the channel, and let's take a ride. Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. I'm your host, April Davenport. Wow, we are almost complete with season three. I can't believe it. I'm a little sad. I always hate when we come to the end of a thing, but that's okay because that means that God is getting ready to do something new. And that means we are almost at the end of the relationship series. It has been so, 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 so good. I hope that God is doing a great work in you because I know that he has certainly been doing a great work in me. How are those relationships going in your life? I hope that you aren't sinking. I hope that you aren't leaking. And I surely hope that you are not still shifting. But today, 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 we are talking about the anchoring ship how to keep our focus on the ultimate relationship. And I am so, so glad, I feel so, so blessed and favored to have one of my good friends, my sister in Christ, Dr. Robin May here with me. Welcome back to the show, Robin. I'm so glad to have you here. Those of you who remember, Robin shared my birthday with me, yes. And what a great show it was. Robin, I cannot tell you, I have so many people that still talk about the birthday episode that the best is yet to come. And I share this with you. Certainly on that episode, we talked about Ephesians 3.20, how God is able to do exceeding abundantly and above. And so many of my family members, including me and my parents, every day complete your mantra, exceeding abundantly above. And so we want to thank you for all that you shared with us on our birthday. And we wanna thank you for coming back on the show. So welcome to the show, Robin. Thank you for having me back. It is my honor. I'm excited about this conversation. Thank you, yes. So just in case someone missed the birthday episode, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, that's a big question. I um, <laughs> often, when I'm having an opportunity to go speak somewhere, you know, they read your bio exactly. and they tell all the fancy stuff about you. And I tell you, that's the most awkward moment because I'm often thinking, child, <laughs> I'm waiting for Calgon to come take me away. Right, you understand? Right. But uh, professionally, I am a licensed therapist and I am a certified life coach and a speaker. And basically, that means I have committed my professional life to helping people navigate their journey. Um, I really feel passionate about getting into the thick of it with people and helping them gain clarity as they go. I've had a particular focus. I'm really passionate about women and couples. And so that has been my professional life. Personally, I'm the mommy of three girls. They are ages. Let's see, this all changing now. They're seven 
uh, 12 and 14. Thick of it. Yes, of girl. It. <laughs> I have a high school freshman. I can't believe it. And I've been married to my college sweetheart now, Lee, for 20 years. That's amazing. Well, God bless you on all of those journeys. Yes. Um, we're so excited for all that God is doing in your life. Um, I love how you say that you are helping people navigate um, these journeys and to yes. help them gain clarity. Yes. Um, last year, I always ask the Lord for a word for me for the mm -hmm. year. And last year, um, my word was clarity. Yes. And, you know, it's funny because sometimes you ask the Lord for things and then he gives them to you and you're like, OK, wait a minute. I didn't mean to ask for that. Um, but it is so important, I think, as we go through life to really have clarity, yes, to be able to see clearly yes. as we're navigating life. Um, what are some of the ways that you help people to really kind of gain clarity in life? You know, it's so interesting because I think that clarity is a critical piece and a missing piece for a lot of people. What happens, April, is that we get on our journey and we just start doing life and we get muddled in doing life. We almost get lulled into a complacency. We're just doing things and we're not understanding the true motivation for it. This is how I like to explain it. Now, I still have an old school dryer, so I don't know if other people's dryers, you have to do this, but you know how when you're drying your clothes, you have to take the filter out and clean out the filter because right. if you don't, it won't get dry. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what happens in our life. We have to take time to clean out the filter. Yeah. You have to clean out the filter so that you can begin to see very clearly. Mm -hmm. And so basically what that means is being intentional about constantly challenging, girl, I could go on and on about this, yes. being clear about constantly challenging your perspective mm -hmm. because a perspective can make or break your life yes. truly how you see the world and what I have found whether I'm working as a coach or whether I'm working as a therapist whether I'm working with women or whether I'm working with a couple what I have found is that people can only see things of course through their lens right. and many people have a hard time being willing to allow their lens to be challenged yes. and so that's what I mean by clarity so I go in there and I help you begin to see things just a little bit differently I just show you a different perspective because if you can shift your perspective you can shift your whole journey Mm, I love that. I love that analogy about cleaning out our filter, yes. about making sure that we um, align our perspectives. Yes. And sometimes, you know, when we think about aligning our perspectives, that means that um, we have to kind of be willing to wash out uh, whatever is in our eyes oh that we can kind of clean our lens. You know, if we think about going to the eye doctor, right, getting yes. a dilation yes. of the eyes. Uh -huh. um, all the time, I, I always tell my mom, something is in my eye, something yeah. is in my eye. And then when I do a eye wash, you know, I never know what's going to come out of that, yes, right? Absolutely. And then we're able to kind of see clearly. And I love how that kind of shifts us into our conversation for today, right? Being able to really focus yes. on that ultimate relationship. Um, when we think about relationships, we really kind of think about relationships take up so much of our time. Girl, they feel so much of our space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and because of that, we have to realize that if we don't really put relationships in their proper box, mm -hmm. in their proper place, yeah. then they can really kind of overwhelm us, Absolutely. right? And then um, sometimes obviously take us away from where we're supposed to be in life. Mm -hmm. um, on an earlier episode, I really talked about that our horizontal relationships, the one that we share with people, mm -hmm. are a direct uh, reflection of our vertical relationship, Absolutely. the one that we share with God. Mm -hmm. Do you agree or disagree with that statement? Oh, girl, I definitely agree. Um, 
how we engage with other people, how we engage with the people in our world is definitely a direct reflection, really, April, on what we believe about God. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things, as I mentioned, that I am a life coach and a licensed therapist, but what I didn't mention is that my husband and I pastor a church. Mm -hmm. And we have been pastoring now for four years. And one of the things that whenever I am ministering, it never fails as I am preparing and as I get up to minister, I often say something along the lines of this. You have to ask yourself, what do I really believe about God? And what do I really believe about his word? Because what happens is again, we just go through the motions. We're just doing things. Right. One of the things is I'm raising these three girls of mine. I am constantly creating the space for them to ask me the tough questions about yeah. the word of God, to mm -hmm. ask me the tough questions about God, to give them the um, space to get clarity about what it is that they are believing. And the reason why I do that is because I understand that the world is going to bring a lot of contradiction. Right. There's gonna be a lot of things that tell you that the word is not the word of God, or it's gonna tell you how to interpret the word of God. I'm getting to your question. Let me say the reason why I'm laying this foundation is because we have to ask ourselves, do we believe God and right. we, do we believe his word? Because if we believe God and we believe his word, well, then that's the blueprint for our life. Yes. That directs us and guides us. Mm -hmm. And so if we can get clear on who God is, who he's called us to be, then yes, that should directly influence how I engage with you. Mm -hmm. It should directly influence how I respond to my spouse. It should directly influence how I engage with that coworker who's acting a fool because now I know I'm not just representing me. If I truly believe the word, and I truly believe that God is God, then I know that I'm a representative of him. Yes. My father um, passed, as you know, in February. Mm -hmm. And I often think about how he would always tell me, uh, Robin, you represent the Simpsons. When yeah. you go out, you're representing the Simpsons. So you, you, can, you can try to go out and act a fool if you want to, but you're not going to mess up my name. Exactly. So, I'm pull you back. so if we can remember that, I'm representing God. So when I decide I'm going to pop off on somebody because they've upset me, I have to rep recognize that's not just representing me. I'm right. representing the father who I say I, I serve. And so, yes, how we engage with our intimate relationship with God should, it should influence how we connect with others. How we connect with others. I love that. Um, and I agree with you. I think that we ought to take moments and not just, you know, vague moments, but really intense, yes. deep moments to really think about what do we believe about God? Yes. And I don't, and I believe that God wants us to do that. Oh my God, April, you know, you know, the old school saints would tell us, um, don't question God. And I understand why, because you want to respect the creator. Right. I think though we missed or they did not fully expound upon that statement. I right. think it's okay to ask questions. God questions, yes. But definitely. you don't have to question who he is, right. right? We know who God is. But listen, if we think about it practically, I don't want my daughters feeling like they have to go to everybody else to ask me. I want them to feel comfortable coming to me. I tell those chicks all the time, listen, you can ask me anything. It's just the attitude in which you ask me. And so they can ask me any tough question, even if it's a decision that I'm making that they don't agree with. I'm an old school mama with new school tendencies. And so I tell them, you can come and ask me. But you got to make sure your attitude is right. right and we can have a dialogue. So if I want my daughters to ask me the tough questions, of course, God wants us to ask him the tough questions. Bring it. He's concerned with what you're, you're going to get me preaching. Right. He's concerned with what concerns us. So bring your heart before him. If there's a contradiction, if there's something that that you're feeling that you're believing, 
I, I struggle when people say, you know, I'm just following my truth. I struggle with that. Yeah. Because I want to know, is your truth the that, truth? Right. Is it God's truth? Exactly. And so you have to, the, the word doesn't change. We do, but the word doesn't change. That's why, again, it goes back to what do you believe about the word? Do you believe that the Bible is God's word to his people and that is unchanging and that is the truth? Do you believe that? That's yeah. where you got to start. Do you, and if you believe that, then you can understand that whatever you're feeling, whatever you're thinking, just take it and align it with the word. Right. And God's word says to try me, to prove me. Yes. Right. So, so many instances yes. where he invites us, Absolutely. you know, bring those doubts. Absolutely. Bring those questions. Yes. You know what I'm saying? The truth so, can withstand critique. This is Absolutely. what I always say. The truth can withstand critique. You can bring those questions before the word and God will always, he, he's not playing peekaboo with us. Not at all. He's not playing hide and seek. Not he at wants all. us to engage intimately with Right. Him. That's why he's in his word as flesh, yes. right? So he said, okay, if there are questions, let me just go ahead and send my son, yes. you know, and there it is right there. So if we think about that, I think, um, I love how you talked about, you know, God, we then, as we treat people, as we think about our relationships, mm -hmm. and if we think about our treatment in those relationships as a reflection, you know, if we think about the fact that we have a lot of human interaction, mm -hmm. a lot of human connection, obviously we know that God set it up that way, right? Mm -hmm. He said, man, it's not good for man to be alone. So in the very beginning, yes. he set up human interaction and connection. And those connections really take precedence in our lives. Um, but we don't honor those connections. Right. We don't honor those interactions as godly interactions, yeah. as godly connections. Yeah. Um, why, where do you think the course kind of went on a detour? Why do you think that we believe that those aren't reflections of God? Why do you think that people don't treat them as, you know what, how I treat people should be a way for people to, um, to see God, see God yeah. to honor God? Mm -hmm. I often tell my one of my mantras, one of my many mantras, is that we were never created for Isolation Island. He did right. not create us for Isolation Island. He created us for community. Again, it goes back, what does the word say? Like you said, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. And he goes on to tell us that he created us to be together. Mm -hmm. And so I think the reason we go off track when it comes to understanding the purpose of those communities, the purpose of relationship, I don't know if everybody's going to like this, but because we can become so self-focused, we can yeah. become so um, self-intended um, and, and um, uh, self-interest. I guess that's the better word, self-interest. And what I mean by that is, is me, myself, and I. Right. What can I get? How right. can I benefit? Mm -hmm. You know, um, I ministered a message recently, um, and I was talking about how God created us to be fruit farmers. Fruit farmers, what do I mean? He says, I created you to go and produce fruit. Right. In the Amplified Version, I think it's John 15, somewhere along that lines. he says, um, I created you, and I planted and purposefully planted you. He said, I purposefully planted you. So we are created to produce fruit. Yes. And what does that mean? That means that wherever we are, we are supposed to be showing the fruit of the spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness. Yes. We're supposed to be showing that. But listen, an apple tree doesn't eat its own apples. An orange tree doesn't. So we're not producing fruit for us. We're, I mean, for, yeah, for us, we're producing fruit for others, but we are so focused on what I'm going to get. Right. How am I going to benefit? Mm -hmm. One of the things I have to tell my couples that I work with, April, I have to tell them all the time is that we are so focused on being understood mm -hmm. instead of understanding. Mm -hmm. 
we are so focused on being understood than being understanding. So what begins to happen is that because we don't remember that, hey, you were created to produce fruit, we are so busy trying to make sure we get ours, trying to make sure we don't. I know I'm going to keep it real. I tell my crazy so other people don't have to tell theirs. I have to be very careful because I often self-protect because I don't want somebody to take advantage of me. Somewhere on my journey, I got a, a seed planted that made me think, you know what, people have been taking advantage of you. So I'm always self-protecting in that way. And I have to remember, wait a minute, Robin, step back. Allow God to do this. Allow God to protect you. And so it's whatever our insecurities are, whatever our guards, up, whatever our journey has been, we become so self-focused that we forget that we're supposed to produce fruit. Now, let me tell you this. This is what happens. If I'm producing fruit and you're producing fruit, I get to benefit off of your fruit. Right. You get to benefit get off, off of my mine. fruit. Mm -hmm. The women um, in the church that we lead, the women, um, our group is called Freed Women, Free Women. That's what we call freed women, free women. And the idea is this, that it is my responsibility when I get free in a certain area to go help another sister get free. Right, but right. then what happens is we don't have to have it all together. So we have this idea that we have to have it all together all the time. No, I might have it together in this area and you have it together in your area. You gonna help me and I'm gonna help you. We put it all in the pot and we're all getting helped. Mm, I like that. You know, it's so interesting that about Five years ago, I remember um, every year at the top of the year, um, I do a 40 day fast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can remember, um, and this is how, you know, sometimes we get a little crazy with God. We really mm -hmm. go to God, like, you know, I mean, I'm doing all this. What, what, why yes. you haven't done anything for me or whatever, you know? So I remember going to God and saying, okay, Lord, I mean, I don't do this, I don't do this, I don't do that or whatever. And I remember the Lord saying, but are you bearing any fruit? Mm -hmm. Are you producing any fruit? You know, and I remember just like mm -hmm. saying, I mean, wait a minute, what, you know, <laughs> and, and you know, and so the Lord, you know, and he brought those, the fruits of the spirit yes. to mind. And, you know, it's so the Lord said, I mean, you know, I got a, it's a big word, you know what I'm saying? It's like a lot of things that you could, that you, you tell me everything you're not doing, but what are you doing? You know? Girl, and, so, I mean, and you think about, when you think about it, it's easy to show love to somebody who's lovable. It's easy to be precisely. gentle with somebody who is calm. The fruit of the spirit happens. The reason why, see, if you continue to read that scripture, it says, remain in me and I will remain in you. Mm -hmm. You can't produce anything without me. So I cannot produce the fruit of the spirit outside of him right. because I can't show love to that person who I really want to go off on without the spirit of the Lord manifesting himself in me. And so that's it exactly. We can come up with this whole list, but God is like, baby. Right. There's a whole lot. So glad the Lord was like, I'm so glad you brought this to my attention. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, right, exactly. Now that you brought it up. And so, you know, I have always had an issue. It's so funny. I call myself like, um, uh, I've always had this issue with group projects. Okay. And so when I was in high school, um, I was in my um, AP calculus class and my teacher uh, made group projects 30% of the grade. And and here I am. I was like, oh, no, my grade will not be dependent upon somebody else, you know. And so I go home and I tell my parents, y'all need to go up to the school. Yes. Tell my teacher that I will not have my grade sacrificed. And so, you know, here go my parents listening to me. They go up there and my dad's like, April said that you need to change this. And so and my teacher said, you need to tell April that she cannot live in this world alone. 
and that at some point she's going to have to work with people and it might as well start now. And so my parents always always are willing to, you know, they're going to corroborate with the teachers yes. if they, as long as they feel like they're doing right. And so my dad came at home. Your teacher says you need to get over it. Yes, <laughs> and I said, wait a minute, what? You accepted this? I'm yeah. like, you need to go back. And my dad's like, no, you need to get over it. Yeah. And so I remember learning that, you know, everybody has different strengths. Mm -hmm. And everybody's going to bring them to the table. And Absolutely. so, you know, as we think about these relationships, and I remember, like you said, I had to get the focus off of me. Absolutely. <laughs> it Absolutely. wasn't about me. And it was the Lord saying, you know, since you feel like you bring it so much to the table, share it. Share it. Absolutely. You and know? I think that's, that's the beauty of community. It is. And, and recognizing, again, as dope as you are, as incredible as you are, you don't have it all. You don't, right. You don't. And so, and it's funny because even now, like I can remember, even now when I'm doing things, when I'm planning things, you know, I always have to bring it back. Okay, April, you don't, you can't do it all. Exactly. You still need some help. And Absolutely. so like my cousins will say, hello, we're here, <laughs> you know, give us something to do. And, yeah. you know, and it's the Lord saying like, even after all these years, I'm still working on you, Absolutely. still having to let, help you get rid of this. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we're, yeah. we're always in constant interaction with people, Absolutely. you know, but um, in our quest to bear fruit, mm -hmm. to produce, if we don't constantly keep our focus on God Absolutely. and what he would have us to do, mm -hmm. then I feel like that's when our relationships really go awry. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because if we do, like you said, I think, you know, the need to self-protect, but, and then the need to really kind of want it all. Absolutely. You know, for ourselves, I think that's when our relationships really begin to, to suffer. That's when those relationships, you know, either are dying, um, they become broken, um, or they just, sometimes I think, you know, the relationship, they're just not moving and we don't understand why. Mm -hmm. And I think that people forget, um, let me go back to my relationship with God and figure out what's happening with all these other yeah. relationships. Yeah. And what is he, what is he asking, like really tapping into what is he asking of me? in this interaction yes. because it's always purposeful. Exactly. What is he asking of me? Is he asking me to sacrifice? Is right. he asking me to forgive? Is he asking me mm -hmm. to prompt? What, what is he asking of me? You know, like I said, I do a lot of couples work, but even outside of that, even in friendship, one of the things I often tell people, people will tell me, Robin, you know, it takes two to make a relationship work. It can't just be one person. And I high five them and I'm like, yeah, ultimately it takes two but you can get the party started. Yeah. So how I describe that is back in the day, I used to play with dominoes and I would set the dominoes up in a little pattern and then knock down one domino and watch all the rest of them fall. So I often tell people, what if God is asking you to be that first domino? What if he's asking you to be the one to get the party started? Like you can be the initiant. You can be the person who starts the conversation. You can be the person that says, you know what? Although I don't fully understand what went wrong, I don't want this disconnect between us. Like, like you, you can be the one to do that. And how to listen, I am a stubborn chick. So the only way I can do that is to allow the Holy Spirit to soften my heart. Yeah. Just to literally bring my heart before him and allow him to soften it. That's how I can. We talked about our relationship with God impacting our relationship with others. If I am feeling really, really stuck and I refuse to go have that conversation, I know that that is the enemy putting my pride right. up instead of me being willing to say, you know what? I'm going to lay my pride to the side. And, and listen, that doesn't mean that every relationship is going to be restored. 
It doesn't mean that, but it does mean that you do your part to make sure you are in line with the Father. Right, and if right. you're in line with the Father, the, the peace you'll have, the, the, the grace you'll have for the next relationship, because April, this is the other part that I think we forget. We're always planting seeds, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we are always reaping and sowing. You know, mm-hmm. people often say karma, but I want people of faith to be careful with that. Let's, let's look at it from the Bible, and that is sowing and reaping, and you're sowing. constantly mm-hmm. sowing and reaping. And where we miss it, we think that if I sow over here, that I'm going to reap over here. Exactly. But no, you just do what God is asking of you. You just sow. You never know where the reaping is going to come from. Exactly, exactly. You know, I had a friend, I remember one time she told me, I don't always want to be the big person. I said, why? Exactly. Why not? Don't you always want to grow? Yes. Girl, I get that comment. I have so many people. I hear that all the time. And this is what, you know, because I can be sarcastic when I'm working with folks. One right. of the things I'll say to them. I think Jesus had a little sarcasm. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I'm like, you look. Thank you, April. Thank you. So when my husband has something to say, I'm going to look at this episode. Yeah. But, but what I often tell people is I'll say, okay, well, you don't have to. Then don't be the bigger person then. And the reason why I'm saying that is, I'm trying to challenge them to understand you're not being the bigger person for them. For you. You're being the, I'm, um, I have a course that's starting to help um, particularly women. I call it getting a PhD in you. It's called Life Circle. And I call it getting a PhD in you. And part of what I'm doing on that journey is helping women get clear about their values, right? Mm-hmm. I call it values-based living. If you don't know your deepest values, right. there'll always be a sense of life dis- dissatisfaction. So along those lines, when someone says, I'm sick of being the bigger person, I often challenge them, listen, you're not doing that for them. You're doing that because that's your core value. You're honoring your core values. You can you can be like everybody else or you can be true to you. And so that's what that's what I try to do. I try to make and now let's be real, I don't get it right all the time. Of course. But I try very hard to make sure that I am honoring what's important to me. I remember when my husband was in politics, girl, oh my God. Mm. And um, it was a big drama happening in the county and he was constantly in the news and these people were saying this and he would come back and respond, but he always responded with such integrity. And so here I am as the wife saying, I need you to go in there and let these folks have it. I need you to give it to them because they going low and they talking crazy. And he said this to me and I'll never forget it. He said, Robin, they don't have a bottom. Exactly. He said, they don't have a bottom. There's not a low for them. They're going to keep going lower and and lower. lower. And he said, and my integrity won't let me go that low. He said, so I have to stop engaging so that we can just stop it here. And girl, that was so impactful to me because he said, I have a a, a low. I'm only going to go. My integrity is only going to let me do so much. Wow. I love that. That's funny. That that reminds me. It's similar to something my sister used to always say. um, Why are you apologizing when you're not even the one wrong? And I said, one of my core values is, is that when I go to sleep, I'm releasing everything that happened that day. Because I'm never waking up with yesterday. I'm always going to sleep. So if I felt like something went awry, you know, with whomever um, or whatever, I'm just going to say, well, you know what? It's all good. Yes, We're all good. If I did anything, I'm sorry. You know, it's all good. So it's going to always cause me to overcorrect. Like if you're driving, I'm overcorrecting. So whether it was me or not, I'm just, I'm going to be the domino, you know, because because when I go to sleep, I'm done with it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I'm never resurrecting it the next day. Can I tell you, okay, let me tell you how about my crazy, and I share my crazy so others don't have to. 
my sister's a lot like you. That baby will apologize. <laughs> and I'm like, we apologizing again. <laughs> uh, so but what's interesting is I do the opposite in this. Girl, it takes so long for me to officially let myself be upset or so long for me mm -hmm. to officially let myself be offended. Girl, I fight it so much. I look for all the scenarios. I try to figure right. out, no, they meant this. No, I give the benefit of that. Girl, I fight so hard because I know my crazy. Once I'm officially offended, once I, it's so hard for me to let it go. So I'm on the, my sister, on the other hand, she irritates every time. Now she don't go back and apologize, but she gets, but I fight so hard not to even let it get there because I know once it gets there, it's, it's hard for me to pull it back. Like literally the Holy Spirit is waking me, like to, to your point, you're sleeping well. The Holy Spirit is waking me up in the middle of the night because I don't let myself get there. So it's so interesting how we have to do yeah. to keep our hearts before God. You know, it's funny that you bring up the Holy Spirit because I think about when we are truly anchored Yes. You know, when we're truly anchored in God and we have the Holy Spirit and people don't understand, honestly, when God gave us that comforter, when mm -hmm. he gave us the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit, um, you know, and my pastor always says that, you know, the Holy Spirit that we get in a church service, that's just like icing. Yes. But people forget about the cake part of the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. and. You know what I'm saying? And so many benefits that comes with the Holy Spirit. And I think one of those benefits is the benefits of having him as a mirror. Yes. And when we're anchored in the Holy Spirit, when we're anchored in Christ, um, when he's that ultimate relationship, we are able to really have that evaluation, yes. that yes. self-evaluating perspective. You talked about perspective. Um, and we're able to kind of really look Mm -hmm. at ourselves mm -hmm. and we're not looking from our own lens right, right? right we're looking from the lens of the holy spirit and we're able to kind of bounce that off the what's yes. in the word of god um and i think it's because so many people are lacking in that foundation yes. lacking in that anchoring um that you know we aren't able to do the apologizing we aren't able to realize you know what Maybe I could have contributed to I this. I could have contributed yes. to this. Because, you know, it, a lot of times when relationships go awry, no matter what type of relationship it is, um, you know, people are often quick to say that it was just one-sided. And it's never, never nothing is Girl, ever one-sided. You know, I often tell people we both contribute to the chaos. Even, yeah. even if your contribution was your passivity because That's you didn't right. speak up when you needed to speak up. Right. We all contribute to the, <clears throat> excuse me, to the chaos. And it was so interesting. Can I tell you that? When I'm working with people, people often ask me, Robin, what's the key to a healthy relationship? What's the key? What's the key? And they're often surprised. Now, you know I'm going to say Jesus for me. That's number one. But right. people are often surprised that one of the first things I say is self-awareness. That is so Being funny able to see yourself, yes. to be able to see yourself and to see your crazy, to see your shortfalls. And here's the deal you won't be able to fully see it by yourself. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in and that's where community comes in. That's where having real people in your life are gonna tell you the truth about you. Because girl, I cannot tell you how often, it is like first two or three sessions when I'm working with people is just helping them to build the understanding of why self-awareness is important. I had a, a woman tell me just the other day, she was having some conflict with her sister and she said, and I've never done anything to make her not be able to trust me. And I, I paused. I said, you, have you asked her? No, I've never asked her that. 
I said, so you've never done any. I said, how do you know? Right. You, you don't know. Listen, we know our intention exactly. at times. We know our intentions, but we don't know how it's landing with other people. Right. Let me tell you right. this quick story, April, on that. It was so mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. We know our intention. Like, this is a takeaway. We know our intention, but we don't know how what we're doing is landing with other people because everybody has their own journey and experience. And so I remember early on in my career when I was starting to get clarity about kind of what I was called to do and I started stepping out in faith and doing some things. And at this time, my husband and I had a lot going on. Like we had opened a movie theater. I had written my first book. And so I had all these friends who were constantly helping us do things. They're coming up to the movie theater, working in the uh, concession. They're at my book uh, signings. Pat, they're doing all this stuff for me. But things just kept going. Now my husband's running for office and now I am writing my next book. So all this. So when it started coming to that stuff, I started feeling like, you know what? I'm probably wearing my friends out. I'm wearing myself out. I'm probably wearing them out. I'm constantly asking them for things. So I'm just going to stop asking them. But April, at this point, I'm kind of getting some uh, momentum. So things are really picking up and people are starting to know more about me. So more people are at the different functions. More people are responding to my husband's uh, activities. And so I'm not telling them. They're finding out. My core group of friends are finding out about what I'm doing on social media. Oh, they say, oh, and now you think you get Baby, too big. They say, they say, oh, oh, so now you're somebody and you don't need. And my intention right. was to protect the friendship. But how it was landing with them is now you think you're somebody, now you're funny acting. Yeah. Because they saw it through a different lens. My intention really was pure, but it landed with them a different way. Yeah. And so we don't know how we're showing up. How you, let me give you one more. This is I want people to that really get this. <laughs> this is life changing. I want people to really get this. When my husband was in politics, there was some all this drama going on, and I would have different people call me and they would say, Girl, I was at the I was at work and they started talking about your husband, baby, and I went off. I let them so girl, April, I would get so upset. Like I had a couple of friends who would do this, and I would get so upset that they were calling telling me this. So I would call my sister, because she's my person. I would call my sister and I was like, see these folks, they they shady. Can you believe they called me to tell me that they were why would they tell me that? That just stresses me out. And my sister was like, I would want people to tell me. She said, I would like that. I would like to know that people are having my back. Well, see, for me, it was stressing me out. Right. Just have my back. Don't tell me that don't they up there. Me. I don't want to know that they up there talking about my husband. <laughs> don't so again, their intention was pure. pure. But the yeah. way it was landing with me was a different way. And so we have to recognize that when you're in community, you mm. have no idea. Right. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in to at least give you the perspective that, huh, that might hurt their feelings. Might have. That might have offended them. You know what? And that is why this, our central, our ultimate relationship has to be with yes. God. Because if we are not constantly in connection yes. with him, if we are not constantly in fellowship yes. with him, in communion yes. with him, it's like you said, you know, those relationships, when we do misread yes. intentions, you know, um, those, those, they can easily be broken yes, you know there can yes. easily be a disconnect there because you know it only takes a conversation yes. it only takes one action for a relationship to be broken for it to die for yes. it to go awry you know and then weeks go by months go by years go by and you never know what has happened you know what i'm saying and because of the way life is yes. um because people have a failure or a lack to communicate yes, with one another. Yes. Um, you know, 
people just will literally allow time to go by in, instead of saying, wait a minute, what happened? Yeah, let's talk. Girl, I say it's three things, attitudes, accusations, and assumptions. Yeah. That's what kills relationships, attitudes, accusations, mm -hmm. and assumptions. Mm -hmm. And because we just don't take time to clarify, like you said, you you could have one small misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. Girl, be a text. You're reading it in a different tone than what they meant. Somebody doesn't respond to a message that you left because they just didn't get the message. So like, it could be so many different things and we don't stop and just because of pride. Mm -hmm. Because I know a lot of times for me, I hesitate, what causes me to hesitate to um, reach out if I'm feeling some kind of ways because I don't know how you're gonna respond. And if you respond dismissively, then I'm gonna get even more in my feelings. And so again, that's that self-protection. But when you trust God and you vow, here it is, when you trust God and you value the relationship, mm -hmm. you're gonna be willing to at least add, let, let's figure out what's, what happened. Right. Now we may, maybe it won't be restored. Maybe we won't be able to get back to where we were, but at least we can try to clear the air and see what's happening. Yeah, so when I think about, you know, making sure that we're truly anchored. I realized that, you know, a lot of people have lost their focus, mm -hmm. especially now, right? We Absolutely. know here we are 18 months in, yeah. into a pandemic that nobody would have ever thought, yes. especially in America, because I'm, be, I'm one of those people. I remember last March when I let my students go home for spring break, I remember saying, okay, I'll see y'all in a week. And then of course, like literally I went home that afternoon and then the world was shutting down. And then I said, okay, but at best, this might last a couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? And I, here we are now. It's unbelievable. I remember literally thinking around March, cause you know, I, I, I go extreme. I said, whew, by August, we're going to be out of this. Yes. I remember saying, okay, bye. I'm going to give it to August. And girl, here we are. The next, next August. August. I mean, it's unbelievable. So, you know, there have been so many things. There are so many things that are able to steal our focus, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what the enemy wants anyway, right? That is, that is his job. That's what happens. Um, that are able to rob us from our focus from God. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think are some ways... Uh, that we can make sure that we keep our focus. Um, you know, as we're sailing through life, we're navigating yes. life, right? Mm -hmm. We never know what's gonna happen on our journey. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we might get wind of it, but then sometimes life happens so unexpectedly. You lost your brother-in-law yeah. a couple of weeks ago, right? You lost oh, your dad yes. earlier this year. Um, I lost my sister a year ago. Some things, they happen just like that. Yes. You know yes. what I'm saying? And, and those things ultimately can, try to take our focus Absolutely. off of God. Um, you know, what, what are some ways that you think can help us try to keep our focus yeah. on the anchor? Well, the first thing, you know, as we've been having this conversation, we've been talking about staying in fellowship and in communion with God. I felt a check in my spirit because we're making the assumption that people even know what that means, right. that people even understand fully what it means to be in fellowship. Um, and so that's the first thing, mm -hmm. understanding what it means to have a connection to an all-knowing and all-powerful God, to know that while God is a big God and the creator of the universe, he's also in intimately engaged in the details of our life. We talk about uh, America being a Christian nation, which it wasn't a Christian nation the way we think. Right. Um, the founders believed that God, I think the term is a deist, they felt like God created the world. So they did believe in God, but they felt like then he took his hands off and that we're left to navigate. But if you study the word, that is not 
who God is. He is involved in the intimate details of our life. So the first step would be to reconnect. If you've, if you've lost a connection with God or never fully felt it, allow that to be your first priority. It's almost like um, if I could give you a prescription, the first thing I would say is let's go get a real strong Bible. Start studying the word. Get you a really solid devotional. I mean, I know this seems very basic, but we, we can't assume that people know what it, how to develop that intimate relationship with God. So get a very strong Bible that you can understand, right? Make sure that it's a... Um, a translation that has been proven. Some of these translations, honey, what they saying that the scripture meant that is not what it meant. So there's right. some solid ones, you know, New King James, New Living Translation, get a, the Amplified Version, get a really good Bible, get a very strong devotional from a Bible teacher. I can, one of my good friends, one of my closest girlfriends, Priscilla Shire, she is, get anything she wrote. Just go Love get her. anything she wrote. Love her. She's a very solid Bible teacher. Find something that can begin to help you make that your first priority. God, over the next 90 days, I'm just going to lean in to have an intimate relationship with God. God, you know, I heard April say that you said in your word, try me. I'm going to try you and start studying that. Any question that you have about the word of God, dive into it. So that would be the first. Get your focus back. Realign. If you've had an intimate relationship, but life has happened, you know, we talked about the loss we both experienced. And I talked about the fact that um, attitude, assumptions and accusations can destroy relationships. But that also goes to our relationship with God. What happens is the Bible says that the devil is an accuser. And what often happens is the enemy will start to accuse God. The enemy will see God, God didn't come did through for you. Right. Mm -hmm. God didn't save your system. God didn't save your dad. God didn't save your brother-in-law. He will begin to make accusations. And so what we have to do is don't be afraid to say, now, God, this is what I'm feeling this now. What, what do I do with this? Right. Bring that to him. So that, that's the first thing. Be, be intentional about reconnecting. Second, seek out a community. Find that there, there, there's a person, there is a one. You may not know, friendship is one of my core values. So that's a big deal to me. And so a lot of times, even with this uh, course that I'm launching, the course is to be done with at least one friend. And my girlfriend's like, Robin, but you're the one who got all these friends. Everybody doesn't, but you got one. There is one person who would want to walk through the word with you. Yeah. Find that one person who can hold you accountable, that you can talk to, that you can dive in with. So in order to regain your focus first, I would say, really begin to reestablish your intimate relationship with God. Get up in the mornings and have your quiet time. Mm -hmm. um, in the evening, maybe go walking and just put in a message that's encouraging. Um, um, pull out the word and just study it. Really set aside that time. Next, get into community or relationship with someone that kind of help you on your journey. And then the third thing I would say is get very clear on your values. Do yeah. a values exercise, it's super simple. There are two different types of values that we have to look at on this journey. We have to look at our character values and our core values. Your character values are the values that are just overarching wherever you show up in the world. Whether I show up here, in my marriage, with my kids, with my homegirls, those are my character values. And part of that for me would be intention. Anything I do, I'm gonna do with intention. So intention is a core value for me. Another core value for me is accountability. I want to be held accountable. I don't make any big decisions, April, not any. 
I can say this um, wholeheartedly. I don't make any big decisions without some type of accountability. It doesn't mean that I'm going to do what the person says, but I check in with someone that I trust, someone that has a proven track record, because I never know if I am telling myself something, because right. I can tell myself all kinds of stuff. <laughs> exactly. So I'll check in with somebody. So again, that's my character values. But then there are core values, and core values are the things that drive you. So as you're getting your focus, you have to know what are your character values and what are your core values? What are the things that drive you? So, for example, for me, my core value is purpose. Well, first, my relationship with God, my intimacy with God. That's a core value that drives me. Purpose and destiny, my relationship with my core family and then my relationship with friends. All of those are very important to me. So it doesn't mean other things aren't important, but I can tell when I'm feeling dissatisfied, one of those four things are off. Either I'm not feeling really positive about my career, either my husband and I are off a little bit, I've had some kind of issue with a friend, something is in those four values. So as you're getting focused, I just laid you out your life plan for now. For the next 90 days, you're going to really focus on your intimate relationship with God. You're going to start asking yourself the tough questions. What do I believe that God is sovereign? Do I really believe that he's sovereign? Because sovereignty means that I understand that he doesn't cause bad things to happen, but sovereignty means that he has allowed it on my path. And if he's allowed it on my path, there's something he wants to do with it. So that's how I can take the loss of my dad and understand something he wants to do with this. That's how I can take the loss of my brother-in-law and know something God is doing in this. Exactly. So do get clear on what you believe about God, what you believe about his word. Connect with at least one person who's willing to do life with you. A lot of times, April, we um, get thrown off because we're connecting with people and we're making assumptions about what that relationship is and we haven't even asked them. You don't know if that person has the capacity to be what it is that exactly. you need. Exactly. And so ask the question, find someone who is willing to do life with you and then get very clear on your on your values. If you do those three things over the course of the next 90 days, your focus and your life intention will shift. I agree with that wholeheartedly with every single thing that you said. Um, you know, one of the things you mentioned about God's sovereignty is that realizing, you know, I, I began to tell someone the other day is that sometimes it's not about why did this happen? It's about what can I learn from this? Yes, you know, absolutely. how is this related to my purpose in life? Yes. Understanding that, you know, we're not going to always get the answer to why. Girl. And we have to be willing to accept that. And that's yes. where the difference between the don't question God, but I can ask God questions. Absolutely. So. I might not ever get the answer to why. Yes. And so when a lot of times if we can accept that, then we can get out of bed the next morning. Girl, April's like, you got to lean in right there because one of the things we have to understand is that, that you can either have God or you can have total understanding. Sometimes you can't have both. Exactly. Not on this side of heaven. Right. Because, and he laid that out in his words. My ways are not your ways. My, My thoughts, thoughts they're not, not even your thoughts. thoughts. So, there are some things that I will never understand. And we like it when it's good. We Precisely. like it when some crazy, amazing right. door has opened for yes, us. Yes, that you and can't can begin say, to understand. I, I can't even understand it, so we celebrate that. <laughs> right. But we don't want the other Because the word incredible means without belief. Do you hear me? Okay, Do you hear that's me? what it means. Do you hear me? So yes. understanding that that happens on the positive side and the negative yes. side. Yes, you so know? like just like I don't want my kids to just celebrate me when I'm doing what they want. I want them to understand that they have to celebrate me too. They may not like it, but when I'm challenging them, it's because there's some, I told my oldest daughter the other day, she was frustrated about something I told her no about. And I said, I need you, I want you to win. 
I want you to win. I, 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 there's nothing in me that doesn't want you to be everything that you want to be. Mm -hmm. But there's a process to that. In our last time together, and we talked about exceedingly abundantly above, and we celebrate that, but we don't understand that that says through the power of God, not mm -hmm. just on my own. And so we can't pick and choose the same Burger King. And so when you said that, you have to really understand. I love that, that you may not get understanding on this side of heaven. So you can either have God and his peace, his joy, his, his abundance, even his correction, or you can have total understanding. Sometimes you can't have both. You cannot have both. I love that. And I, I really believe that, you know, one of our other guests said that when we were talking about um, the shifting relationships, those things that are kind of stagnant maybe in our life, that nothing really should be wasted. And so as we think about those people in our life, you know, I, I always try to tell uh, the younger people that I'm working with, uh, when we think about people in our life, everybody really shouldn't be on the same level, exactly. shouldn't be on the same scale. Exactly. You know, so when you talked about really kind of finding a person that can kind of walk this yes. journey with you, think about somebody who's just a little further ahead of you, Absolutely. you know, because you can't start out with the same person that's, that's starting out, you know, saying so you got to have somebody that has kind of walked a little bit further yes. than you, that's, that's ahead of the road a little mm -hmm. bit so that they can kind of tug you Absolutely. along. Um, I believe that even as we're going through this difficult time, you know, in the world right now as we're going through this pandemic nothing is still wasted you know so and when I think about those people who you know even all of us we all have growing to do my pastor always says that that until we leave we're all still growing you know and we're growing in grace growing in the knowledge of Jesus Christ but this year doesn't have to be wasted so if you think about you know trying to grow for the next 90 days trying to really hold on to that anchor trying to develop that anchor um, if you start now I mean think about you can say that in the year 2021 yes something Something shifted in my Something life. Something shifted in my life. And I mean, and what an awesome testimony that yeah, would be. Absolutely. What an awesome, amazing page you have to add to your story. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, if you say, I came to know God, I came to really, really yes. know God yes. in the midst of a pandemic. Nothing will be wasted. Absolutely. And it, it'll, it's going to blow your mind. I'm so excited. I want them to send us the testimonies of what's going to happen. Absolutely. Please. If you just do what we just laid out over the course of 90 days and you're doing it intentionally, right? You know, you know, you've heard people talk about your why. And often, again, we get lulled in compla into complacency and we don't understand why we're doing what we're doing. Put it on a sticky note. Say, I'm sick of living um, less than. Or you can put, I'm sick of the status quo or you can put, I want to live, my tagline is live intentionally, fully engaged. I want to live life. Put something in front of your mirror, something on your uh, steering wheel that reminds you, why am I getting up early to have some time with God? Mm -hmm. Why am I reaching out to somebody to walk with me? Why am I getting clear on my values? Because ultimately you have to understand, listen, you are a piece to the puzzle. Yes. You are a piece to this puzzle that God has created. And I need you right. because there's something in you that I need. And there's something in me that you need. And if we can do it together with intention, then then we'll begin to see the shift that we're all longing for. Absolutely. And, you know, I always believe in the power of the fresh start. Yes. You know, maybe you haven't. Maybe you've fallen off. Maybe you stopped somewhere. But today. Yes. You can have a fresh start. And, I, you know, we love our God because he is always willing yes. to say, 
let's start right now. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It really just doesn't matter where you thought you were, how it didn't work out before, because God is always willing. I'm ready to start with you start right now. now. And that is the beauty of God. That is the beauty of the anchor because God doesn't change. Absolutely. His he word doesn't fail. He yes. stays the same. And his foundation is always firm, always sure. And that is why we need him as that anchoring ship he in said, our lives today and forevermore forevermore he's and so when we shift yes he can we can always reach back out to the anchor we can always reach back and yeah. i mean that is just you know it just it gives me so much hope yeah. it gives me so much joy mm-hmm. to know that god is always there mm-hmm. he's always there as our anchor even when we feel like we're falling that mm-hmm. anchor is always there to pick us back up that we can hold on to. So I'm excited because I believe that somebody out there is going to begin today and that in 90 days. In 90 days they're going to see a shift. And the reason why we wanna set a time limit is because you wanna be able to say, this is where I'm starting and this is where I'm gonna, you're not ending here, but this is where I'm gonna begin to see the shift. And so do it consistently over the course of 90 days. And just, girl, I feel it. I feel it, watch what begins to happen. And again, intention means that you're not sporadic. You're not doing something this month and then waiting to the next month. You are creating a strategy and a plan. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, write the vision and make it plain. I even want you to take a pen and paper because researchers have found when you take Take it from pen to paper, yes. something connects in your brain. So take it to, from pen to paper and write it down. Act like you're creating what I'm taking these women through for Life Circle. It's pretty much a syllabus. Act like you're writing a syllabus That's for your right. life. Yeah. Write it down. Say for the next 90 days, this is what it's going to look like for me. I'm going to go to the bookstore. I'm going to go on Amazon today and I'm going to order. She said Priscilla Shire. I'm just find anything. I'm telling you anything. Put it on me. Anything she writes, you can read. Get Start studying it and using it as your not using her words as your guide, but using it as a framework to understand the word of God. Absolutely. And you know, and not just for anyone who is feeling like they need to start, but for anyone who is just really welcoming God in their life right now, you know, just, you know, God, I'm just feeling, I'm feeling the lull. I'm feeling the anxiety of this pandemic. And I want you to take center stage. Absolutely. God is welcome to say, hey, let's go on this 90-day journey. And because you know what's going to happen? The 90 days is going to turn into 180 days. It's going to turn into 360 days. And then you'll realize I cannot do life without God as the center of my life. And it makes a huge difference. That doesn't mean that things won't happen. We we are testaments. Things happen. And they happen in fundamental, huge ways. But... When God is the focus, when God is your anchor, you can still be sitting here. Yes, you can still have joy absolutely. in your life. And because you know that he is holding you down. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so we're praying for you. We're trusting God for you. We're believing God for you. And we want to hear, as Robin said, we we need to know. Because why? Because we want to rejoice with you. Because God says rejoice with they who do rejoice. And so we want to rejoice with you. And we are already rejoicing with you. We are already praying for you that God is going to do something miraculous in your life. That there is going to be a shift that takes place. And we already feel it in our spirits. Yeah, and I don't don't even want to go super spiritual, but I'm telling you, I feel it in my spirit. 
I you feel know, it. You got to jump into this, jump into the water that's moving right now and watch what God does. Listen, it only takes two or three. That's what I'm saying. It takes two or three to gather together in his name. And we are here on behalf of you. And some of you have been an old school saint. And you're mm -hmm. like, I know Jesus, but you might need to just hit reset. Yeah. You might need to re-engage. And this is your opportunity to do that. It is your opportunity to do it. And Robin, I always, before we leave, I always love to pray for the army. But since I have you here, I'm going to ask if you would pray for our army today. Pray that God would give us a fresh start, that he would give us a, just a newness for him yes. as we just hold on to the anchor on today. Well, let's go before the Father. God, we just sense your spirit Thank here. You, and we know, God, that your word tells us that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And so right now, God, I am excited about the freedom that's about to go forth, God. I thank you right now that whatever chain has been on the minds of your people, whatever chains have been on their spirit, whatever chains have been holding them down, because the spirit of the Lord is here, there is liberty that is going forth. And so, God, right now, Father... I ask that you allow the power of your Holy Spirit to begin to make your presence known, Father. Yes, I'm praying, God, that from this conversation, that whoever is listening to this conversation right now, when they hit stop, that their confirmation comes very quickly. Somebody just says something that reminds them of this conversation. They turn on something that reminds us of this conversation, that something happens that they know that this is God. Father, I thank you that you are going before us, Father, and you are paving the way and that we're going to be able to draw near to you. you said draw near to me yes, and so father right now i am asking father that by the power of your spirit that you begin to show yourself strong in the Jesus. lives of your children Jesus. father wherever healing is needed will you heal wherever deliverance is needed will you deliver Wherever peace is needed, will you bring peace? Wherever wholeness is needed, will you bring wholeness? Wherever forgiveness is needed, will you bring forgiveness, God? We sense you, God, and we know that you are here. God, we thank you for what you have already done. We thank you that this was preordained, Father, and you've already completed the work. All we have to do is walk in it. And so, Father, I thank you for that. We celebrate. We give you glory right now for the testimonies that are already going to come in the name of Jesus, Father. We thank you for the work you're doing here through April. God, I pray that you continue to expand her territory, God. Begin to blow her mind, God. Put this podcast before the eyes of people who can open doors that she didn't even know existed, Father. I thank you for the favor that's over her life. I thank you for what is going to come and even she will have a testimony that happens even after this conversation, we thank you for what thank you're doing. Thank you. We thank, thank you for thank what you're going you. to do. We thank bring you. our hearts before you. Yes, you God. know what's in it. You know the pain we have. You know the fear. You know the concern. Thank you know you. the angst. Oh, God, but we lay it before you. And we thank you that you're concerned with what concerns us. And we can trust you. We can trust you. Thank you. Oh, God, thank we can you. trust you. So your son, Jesus name, Jesus we pray. name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. We give God glory. We give him praise. And we know he is just such an awesome God because he just keeps taking care of us. And we thank you, the army, for always being here, for listening, for watching. Robin, we love you so much. We give God praise for you. We know that there is just 
no stopping what God is going to do in your life. We just continue to thank you for being such a loyal friend to the podcast. Listen, this is not Robin's last time. As long as the podcast exists, Robin will always be a friend and sister to the podcast. We just continue to give God glory for your life, for all that he is doing, for your ministry, for you, your family. We uh, ask that you say Brother Lee Hay to us. Um, and we just continue to ask God to just continue to keep a hedge of protection around all of us. For the Army, we love you so much. Make sure you stay connected with us because we always want to know just as much about you as you are learning about us. And remember to keep your focus and your anchor in the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. We are just getting started. So make sure to connect with me on social at AS Davenport and at Fresh Start Fridays. For more information on the podcast, please visit www.asdministries.org. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show and be a part of April's Army. Remember, anytime is a good time to confess the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, live by your own personal convictions, and it's always a great time to have a good conversation. I'm your girl, April Davenport. See you next time.